This is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. Let's go to uh, Jenny in Charlotte. What's up, Jenny? Hey, Dr. John. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? You're more than a pretty good human being there, Rachel. Oh, come on. Jenny, come on, Dr. John. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Jenny. I'm so glad you're the first pandering, call of the show. Pandering. Pandering. So, just filled my I'm soul. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. I want to tell Rachel not- quickly. Every Christmas, at least one person I know gets Smart Money, Smart Kids as a book. Oh, so, yeah, you're pretty great. I'm so, so glad. Changing the next generation. <laughs> I love it. That's right. That's right. Uh, quick question for you guys. I'm going to try to make a long story short. Austin was so great talking to him. Um, we live in a pretty wealthy area of Charlotte where you hardly ever see a homeless person. Last week, I saw a gal tucked way behind, not holding a sign, not asking for anything. So my ultimate question is regarding boundaries with a non-family member, but a homeless person that I've gotten to know pretty well over the last week or so, because I've been doing, you know, a day routine of like, let's write down your goals. Where do you want to go next? She's obviously kind of a user, not kind of a user. She is a user. And so when I met her that day, we chatted for a little bit, said, what would you like? She said, can you get me a sandwich? Sure. Came back, talked to her more. And I told her that I called all the local shelters in the area and all five of them had a wait list Mm. and three of them required a substance abuse program first. And she said, well, thanks for looking into that. You know, I left later that night when my husband got home, it was raining and he said, let's just go check on her. I know you probably can't stop thinking about her. Went back to check on her. She just really wanted to go back home. She was 35 miles away that someone just gave her a ride, hopefully to, you know, get to a nicer area like ours. So we paid for an Uber for her to go back home Um, with, you know, her two shopping carts worth of things. And unfortunately, I did give her my phone number because I just wanted to make sure she was safe. She got back that 35 miles. And now she's calling me constantly, like a few times a day. And now we've kind of whittled down the conversations from an hour and a half to now five minutes. And I'm just trying to encourage her. Lisa, did you go take your bike up to Bojangles? Did you, are you looking at your kids' names every day? What's your three week goal? What's your three month goal? And how do you be uh, a giving believer, but not enable? And like what? And how do I get rid of my guilt of like, oh man, I just wanted to move in with me, which won't happen. But um, like, how how do you guys handle someone that you know needs a lot, but you like I said, don't want to enable? And I'm a huge fan of Dr. Henry Cloud's book, but he talks more about relatives and not new, really in need friends. Hmm. Um. So here's here's how me and my family have have navigated this. One, um, I this is just this is this the way the Delonies do it. Okay, so this isn't a, a prescription. Um, I err on the side of over loving than I do under loving. And it was a, a conversation I had with a psych professor, one of my close mentors, several years ago, when he said um, I stopped asking, "Why won't that person quit drinking?" And I started mm-hmm. asking what has gone so sideways in this person's life? Who hurt this person to the degree that um, what choices were made downstream that this is the only way they can get through a day? And that was a transformative moment for me because it allowed me to walk in, be in relationship with somebody instead of walking towards somebody with my judgment in hand, right? So in our house, we do err on the side of I'm going to be overgiving, um, and I also have had to come to terms with this, and this is hard. Um, two important facts. One, um, 
often the downstream things are three things. The downstream things like goal boards and are you doing these activities, those all come behind. I need a place to to sleep and I need food and I need water, right? Um, We often want to solve these big existential issues with folks and they're just hungry, right? Or um, they're drinking because of what they had to do this morning to get food, right? And so it's... That's that's number one. Number two, you've you've seen it. Presence is often um, once once the basic needs are met, human connection and presence is intoxicating. It's such a powerful yeah. thing, right? And that's it. Doesn't surprise me that you're getting calls all the time. Here's where I struggle most: is I have to recognize my limitations, and I've got to yeah. let professionals in my local area who are tied into resources, who are connected to addiction therapists. I've got a lot of grad school. I'm not, I'm not a trauma. Resp- I mean, I can respond to trauma. I'm not a long-term. I got to know my limitations is what I'm saying. Um, and here's the final thing. And this one's the hardest. Eventually somebody has to decide that they want to make their life different. And yeah. You can put food in front of uh, folks. You can you can provide resources and you can provide care, um, but somebody at some point has to make the decision that they are going to accept resources. They're going to get on the wait list. They're going to start taking their meds. They're going to um, go sit with a local pastor, a local church who's got resources to help in the gap between um, the the shelters. Right? Someone's going to have to decide. I'm going to be willing to be a part of that. You can't make somebody be well, I guess is what I'm, what I'm trying Mm. to say. Um, and ultimately people I think have to come to like, how can I sleep tonight? And I've got friends who let people just come stay at their house. And I've got friends who write enormous checks and I've got friends who work, um, at the rescue mission here in Nashville. I got friends who are all in all different spectrums. And ultimately I'm not going to get in the business of judging somebody. I am in the business of what, as for me and my house, right? And I think that's where ultimately yeah. where you have yeah, to Yeah, through my house. We serve the Lord. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jenny, here's, here's what that looks like. You're a pretty remarkable woman. Yeah. Incredible. Not, not many people would stop, let alone have the steps that you, that you took. And even, and even feeling like, gosh, I'm thinking about her on a rainy night and then actually Going to making do the steps to go do that's something. Right. Yeah. So Jenny, your heart, your heart's just amazing. I just want to encourage you in that. But I think at the end of the, at the end of the day, what John said, my like always basic line is like, you can't be the hero in everyone's story. Right. Like there's a factor that they have to play as well. Um, where that encouragement comes in from you possibly from time to time. Right. And what you, what your bandwidth is, uh, but being able to hand her the resources that she needs from the basics to even the mental health, like John was saying, I think is really wise. So I would reach out to folks in your area. Uh, they've got wait lists. Great. I would reach out to local pastors, to local, so local social workers and see if you can get her connected with some resources that would be bridge resources until she can get a place to stay. Thank you so, so much for having a great heart. Thanks for tuning in to the Ramsey Call of the Day. To check out all of our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.